welcome to Not Another Origin Story, the podcast dedicated to comic book movies no matter how bad they are. I'm your host, Pogues, and I'm joined as always by Sober Ben's Sober Ben. How's it going? Going all right. All right. Still sober? Yep. All right. Sweet. Uh, You've just listened to our brand new theme song from our friend Aaron Smith. Thing of beauty. It's... It's probably too good for us. Is really is. the issue. Like uh, we yeah. should have, I should have told him to really make it shittier. Here's here's what we'll do. I'll record a really awful rap, just just uh, like on my phone, just something real trash. And yeah, yeah. That. Get that app yeah. that makes that you will... sound like a like it auto tunes you. Yeah, we want to lower the bar before people get in here. You know, we don't want to set it so high. Yeah, I'll just do like the backbeat for you too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you're interested in our friend Aaron, you can check out his Twitter, even though he tweets even less than I do. It's at GoddammitSmith. I also recommend it. I could point out you can go to wignight.bandcamp.com. That's a, a band he was in. You can buy their album. Yeah. So go and check that stuff out. He's a great guy. If you have, if you're looking to get some music recorded, you could always try contacting him. He does amazing work. He did that for us in about four days. It was insane. So yeah, yeah, while working a full-time job. And, and that's my drum set in the background. Yeah, the drum set you left at Ben's hat or at Aaron's house. So I had it for a year. Uh, I learned four or five ACDC songs, and then I abandoned it. Well, mm-hmm. that was probably for the best if you were only <laughs> learning ACDC songs. No, no, no. That's just the best way to learn drums. Have you ever oh. listened to the drums on an ACDC track? It is the it is the most basic stuff. It's like they just like got a mic into one of those like. Uh, instructional rooms at a guitar center someone just like playing drums for the first time it's incredible so it wasn't like uh wow this joke's not gonna work because i don't remember the name of the movie all right let's move on <laughs> i was gonna make a joke about that drum movie that just Kill came out but Kill all i can it. think of is drumline which is not that movie oh well <laughs> i always think of drumline whenever i'm thinking of a movie i just wish that it's always drumline when i watch a movie when are we gonna just... get a remake of drumline right we're getting all these other remakes when are we gonna get drumline do you hear a cat in the background i'm sorry <sighs> okay i heard it just a second ago i wasn't yeah. gonna draw attention hopefully to that it. will stop i have a cat that loves me too much to have be shut out of the room anyway welcome to this comic book podcast <laughs> goddamn needy cats <laughs> all right so this is a mini episode, or I believe you called them minisodes earlier, which... I sure did. I'm going to have to find Point a it. co-host. Shut up. Keep moving. We're In this episode, we're going to talk to you about the next movie on our list. We're going to talk a little bit about the, I guess, nerd news, the, the, term I, or the term I coined, which you told me never to use again, but I just did anyways, <laughs> just to spite you. We'll be talking a little bit about the movies that are out, uh, talking about a couple comments that were left on our Batman episode, and that sort of thing. So to get us started, what's our next movie, Ben? I, I picked Batman, so I told you to pick the next one. And I thought about it for a long time, and by that I mean like a couple of days. Um, and then by that I mean didn't think of it at all, just kind of decided at the last moment when you asked me. It's going to be X-Men. Marvel's X-Men, the original... Uh, creation of the X-Men f- uh, franchise into a film. Uh, I would cite the year, but I'm not actually sure. Do you, do you know the year? I believe it was 2000, but don't hold me to that. Because that sounds I'm right. probably wrong. We're talking Hugh Jackman Wolverine. We're talking that atrocious rogue southern accent. Oh, so uh, good. I'm looking forward to it. But my thought process was if we did what essentially kicked off DC's film legacy empire that's still churning to this day... I kind of wanted to find the same thing for Marvel. And while technically there are some films that would chronologically beat out X-Men, Blade, for instance, X-Men was the first franchise, well, it was the first, yeah, it was the first franchise that really, I think, started creating, like, um, a universe and started really pushing things forward. 
Well, it's probably closer to what people consider a comic book movie. Blade is the story of a vampire hunter, which could have nothing to do with comics. It just <laughs> yeah. turns out that Blade is a comic book character. Yeah, that's very true. So this is probably closer to our goal. It's it's a movie that uh, I personally did, do not like, which you'll find as this podcast goes on. I don't like a lot of things. I'm known for <laughs> by most of our friends as hating everything, but I, I did not think this was a good movie. So... What's your opinion? Well, pre, my perspective. Pre-rewatching, I haven't re-watched, I haven't seen this movie probably in. A, I haven't either. Eight years. I'm very curious. My perspective on this movie, and probably most of the movies we're going to watch, is I'm coming into a lot of these films pretty open-minded. I'm not. I'm not super critical of this kind of stuff, and um, I remember the X Men movie. I don't remember like loving it. I do remember watching it a couple times, but I feel like it's one of those movies that I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to feel the same way about when I see it again. There's got. <laughs> There's, there's some things that are, are coming back to me about that movie. Just just moments. And I'm like, oh, oh boy. It's one of those films, I think, that at the time, you were like, that was good. But now, in a world where we have like Captain America and the Avengers and the Dark Knight, these movies are so much better and so much like truer comic book adaptions that these films now become like, you're like, oh, these are terrible. Because you can't even be like, it was good for a comic book movie because it's not. Because there's really amazing comic book movies, so it's yeah. more just a leather fetishist film, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that is fair uh, because we've had time to like work on the process of creating a, a rich comic book film. But I think that current comic book films have leaned really hard on the darker, like grim you know, uh, a painful origin story angle of comics. And the, and the older films, like the late 90s, early 2000s, were a lot more, um, like, colorful, both thematically and, like, in, in, in design. I, I really, Especially I do, the Spider-Man movies? Yeah. I do think there's something to that, though. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it can easily be bad. <laughs> it can. It's called Spider-Man 3. It's called Spider-Man 3. But I, I, I do miss sort of the lightheartedness that those original comic book movies had. Yeah, which is the problem, one of the reasons I didn't like Amazing Spider-Man. I thought they tried to turn Spider-Man too much into a Batman kind of character. Hey, hey, save it for that podcast. No, don't worry. There's another, <laughs> there's another film which I did not like at all. I've already got a guest picked out for it. All you right. Speaking of guest, uh, that was something we had talked about originally. We wanted to get sort of a rotating guest, so you're not just always hearing me and Ben's opinion. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's always fun to add an extra person to the conversation. So this movie will be the first time we have a guest. It's a friend of Ben's, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's not fictional. I swear to God, folks. We were having this debate before the <laughs> podcast that I think Ben's just going to do like a, a different voice and just agree with him so that he can mm-hmm. talk twice as much during the podcast. It is a solid plan. I'm going to have to invest in uh, some, some lessons in accents so I can... This is my friend Barn Chumpman. <laughs> hey, Barn. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chumpman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, Nailed it, Pokes. You, we can find you the same speech coach that, caught, that taught uh, Rogue her southern accent. <laughs> yeah, the guy who, uh, who also taught Nicolas Cage how to talk southern accent in Con Air. Yes, and Keanu Reeves in Devil's mm-hmm. Advocate. Three of the best southern accents that just sort of come and go, like all southern accents. Put the bunny back in the box, Charles Xavier. 
Oh, God, I wish Nicolas Cage was in this movie. Sweet Jesus. Who would you cast Nicolas Cage as in X-Men? I was going to say Rogue. That was my yeah. answer. <laughs> well, he's already got the accent. And if yeah. you look at his hair in Con Air, it's not that far off. <laughs> yeah, he's used to really weird, crazy hair, so he's going to roll with it. A little white streak, he's good. He's on board. I would like to see. I'd like to see him be like uh, Cyclops, just an old Cyclops <laughs> that freaks out anytime Wolverine talks to no. Jean Grey. I take it back. I want to shave his head. I want him to be Charles Xavier. I want to. I want to take out a fantastic casting for Charles Xavier because we all we all agree Patrick Stewart kills it. But I, I want. To, I want to take him out. I want to put. I want to put Nicolas Cage in there, shave his head, and have him act his usual self. It would be beautiful. Is there is there an X-Men whose power is bee-related, just so we can get him to yell, not the bees again? <laughs> I mean, there must be. Have you read up on, like, C-list X-Men? Yes. There's which... X-Men that, like, make you hungry. It's it's ridiculous. It's incredible. Well, we'll get to it when we watch, I think it's the second or third X-Men. There is There are two X-Men they show in a class, like two mutants, who I feel like just got the crappiest mutations a person could get like the writers were just like we're out of we're out of ideas this guy can turn a tv on and off by blinking that is a horrible mutant power you blink a lot do you think charles has to like send people away he's like yes you're a mutant but um also you're you're pretty useless <laughs> yeah, like, he's just like oh i said for gifted people yeah <laughs> read the sign <laughs> it's TV blinking guy. clear yeah <laughs> But we'll come well, to talk about those horribles, uh, the horrible. Yeah, but to actually, to, to actually get to the point uh, of, of what we were just talking about, uh, my buddy Tom will be joining us. Um, Tom is a comic book expert. I think he's going to put us all to shame. He spent at least a couple of years, I'm not sure how many, but at least a couple of years working at, 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 a, at a pretty prestigious comic book store here in Chicago, uh, Graham Cracker Comics. Oh, we got it. You live in Chicago. Uh, uh, it's it's located down the street from where they filmed some scenes in The Dark Knight. It's it's Chicago. I don't know if you've heard of the city. It's in Illinois. It's Chicago. I've never uh, heard of it. <laughs> Did you live there by chance? Because you haven't mentioned it. Uh, oh, I do. We are weird. Yeah, I do. <laughs> wow, thank God. Folks, I don't know if you got that. We'll bring it up later, I'm sure. Um, but his his expertise is is, is pretty thorough. And um, But he's also not uh, an obnoxious person, because I realize that when you say someone knows a lot about comic book stuff, you don't necessarily picture the coolest person in the world. Yeah, sometimes and, you pick a comic book guy from The Simpsons. Exactly, and Tom is not that. Tom's, Tom's an excellent, excellent buddy. He's going to join us. He's got a lot of things to say. I, I think in a, in, a, in a good turn of events, he, I believe he's a, uh, at least moderately a fan of these films, so he'll, uh, he'll have a, a good counterpoint to um, your intense, searing criticism. Oh, yes, and you'll also find that I'll, nit- I'll nitpick all these movies just because... This You're is... a monster. Yeah, we well, are. Yeah, right. I'm inhuman. <laughs> so... Not like the superheroes, the Inhumans, but I'm just a big jackass. Cool reference, folks. <laughs> I'm on the game. This is a comic book podcast movie podcast guest. We're, we're also going to be trying something with this film. Uh, it is available to stream on Amazon Instant Video. I'm sure it's available also on iTunes. We're trying to be a Amazon affiliate, which you can't see. I just did that in air quotes for some reason. <laughs> uh, what this will do is we'll post a link on our Facebook page that will accompany this episode. Uh, and if you click the link and you use it to buy or rent, me and Ben will get a very small, very small amount of money. It's like four cents to the dollar. But any money we make will be able, will be putting back into the podcast. Ben's already bought a, a fancy microphone. I'm going to order one. 
So I it'll sound just, beautiful. You do. I wasn't going to bring it up, but it, you're getting me wet. <laughs> God damn it. If you click that link, if you're going to watch the movie with us and you're going to rent it or buy it, I'll throw those links up. And if you could follow them, it would just be cool. Uh, this podcast is probably just going to be all out-of-pocket expenses for me and Ben. So any, you know, even if we can get $10 a piece, that'd be cool. So we'll have that link up. If you're listening to this right now, it's on our Facebook page. Go and rent it. Watch it along with us. Take your own notes and uh, throw up comments for us uh, when we post the episode. Yeah. So uh, keeping up with our conversation about X-Men, let's talk some news. Uh, X-Men Age of Apocalypse is slated to be released, I think, next year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 2016. Um, Have you you kept up with this at all? Do you have any thoughts on... I've seen the the Entertainment Weekly photo spread and stuff. I was glad to see they gave uh, Storm a mohawk because that's my favorite Storm. Yep. Also glad to see it's not Halle Berry because she's not my favorite Storm. <laughs> yep. I'm, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna go into the horrible design of Apocalypse because I believe if you go on the internet, you'll have seen the thousands and thousands of memes which compare him to Ivan Ooze, the Power Rangers villain. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. I was thinking more like a a purple John Travolta from Battlefield Earth. That was my vibe when I saw him. Uh, my my description that I tried to make a, a joke to a friend of was he looks like he's like a blue clitoris trying to escape from a robot suit. <laughs> Something I found interesting though is Apocalypse's design not great. Don't like it. Don't like that they removed the blue line around his mouth. Don't like his suit. But in the photo they have next to Psylocke this woman standing there and she's like, it looks like three inches shorter than this guy. And so I was like, wow, the, the woman playing Psylocke must be a very tall woman. So I went to look who to see who she was. Cause I didn't recognize her. Olivia Munn. Yes. And I found out she is not a very tall woman. So I was like, I wonder how tall the actor playing apocalypse is now. Apocalypse in the comics is like almost seven feet tall. The guy playing him is one inch shorter than me. And I know most of you probably don't know what I look like. I'm 5'9". This guy is 5'8". I am the least imposing person you will ever meet until this guy. (laughs) So this guy is literally, like, shorter than every cast member. Except for the women. Yeah, I don't think the height necessarily has to, like, define their imposing presence. But My theory is, because in in the X-Men movie we're going to watch, Hugh Jackman's six feet tall. He's a tall dude. Or, I guess, probably average height. But still, he's about six foot tall. They had to make him look shorter because Wolverine's supposed to be like 5'4 in the comics. So they constantly had all the other actors stand on apple crates. So I feel like they should rename Apocalypse Apple Crate. Because he's just going to be on an apple crate in every (laughs) scene to make him vaguely taller than everyone else. Okay, please go forward into watching that movie and just replace the word apple crate every time they say Apocalypse. (laughs) But I just thought, I found that somewhat interesting because I was really shocked that I was like, couldn't they have just done a Thanos for me? Just make Apocalypse CGI and make him really big and then just have this guy do the voice. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, Mike Watson, uh, the guy from the Stuff podcast, he pointed out that the only costume that they really managed to nail dead on is Psylocke, who is the costume that like women find offensive because she's basically in a bathing suit and she's a ninja. It's an yeah. odd choice, but it I is a little ridiculous. It. it is a bit of a carryover from that, you know, grim, dark '80s uh, or '90s. I mean, um, like comic book history, especially with X Men, had a bad run of that. Well, Psylocke is uh, a very cool, interesting though. character. Because She's super awesome. She originally was a British woman named uh, Betty something. I forget what her last name is. Whose mind is then placed into a Japanese ninja's body? Okay. 
So colonialism in a person is yes, what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Good job, comic book. You have a comic book series entirely about a, a segment, a segment of the population that is ostracized by the rest of the population and constantly attacked and admonished, uh, 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 crapped upon. And you're going to go ahead and make most of them white, including, including an, an ethnic character that you just put a white woman inside of. Yeah. So she, you can't even be like, well, she's Asian. You're like, not really. Killing it. Good job, guys. Speaking of comic book movies that. Uh, might not be getting the best press. I know what you're going to say. Fantastic Four is out. It came Woof. out this, the weekend we're recording this. I have not seen it yet. Nope, me either. I won't see it, probably. I'll see it eventually when it comes to Netflix or I can get the DVD through Netflix or something. Or maybe I'll go see it at a dollar theater. <laughs> I, it is getting horrible, horrible reviews. Currently, it has a 9%, 9%. on Rotten Tomatoes. Out of 147 reviews, to be clear. Yes, and oh, the oh. original... Fantastic Four has a 37%. So, really? So really bad. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic Four, that we all recall not being good, and it was not, has a better rating than this. Uh, I've heard a couple people saw it, and they said that it wasn't as bad as everyone says. Well, I- I'm sure it's just like aggressively mediocre, is what it looks like. I mean, based on the color palette alone, it looks just like. Someone washed out with an Instagram filter every scene. Everything's just gray and black. And then they spent half the trailer in this, like, CGI rubble landscape that's not at all convincing that it's a real place. It's just, it feels so, so shallow. It's bizarre. Not looking forward to it. Uh, The thing that made me, I I had dreaded the movie way back when the rumor was that Doctor Doom was a blogger, which is not true, apparently. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then they released footage of what Doctor Doom looks like, and I was like, I guess I kind of wish he had just been a blogger, because... Infuriating. The, the, fear, the, the, the image of him looks like the robot from the old 1927 Metropolis movie. Yep. Fucked a Dayglo mannequin, and they had a kid. <laughs> He's just like, his face has no definition. It's like, uh, have you ever seen that show Face Off on the Sci-Fi channel? No, but have, like, we Face Off. It's basically the same thing. Okay, all right. It's, it looks to me like they got a mannequin, and they were supposed to like lay latex on top of it to create a mask, and no one did. And they were like, ah, screw it. Just cut the mannequin's head apart, and we'll just put that over his head. Uh, it has no definition whatsoever. Yeah. It, I, that just was enough to me. Also, he appears to be Carrie in the trailer because he's just walking through shooting lights and blowing people's heads see, up. that's my problem. The visual, all right, you fucked it up. Let's roll with it see what you got. But the Doctor Doom that I like from the comics is – the coolest and he's he's an extremely unique character in comics and you have so much to work with he wears like a titanium power suit that's like magically infused and he's a super genius and he owns a country like you've got got jetpacks and you've got so much so much iron man batman gadget kind of material to work with and you just like wrap that all in up um, into like the vague sort of power set they give these characters in movies where they can just move stuff and stop bullets and shoot lightning. It's just, it's just sort of like, it, it, it's the most like, it's, it's, it's like as if they took the grayscale from their movie and applied it to his power scheme. It's so boring. It's such a shame. It seems like, I don't know, I'll, I'll wait to see the movie, but as of now, at least design-wise, not a fan of the film. So that's probably not going to... You know, it's not going to force me to go see it. Right now, Box Office Mojo is 
estimating Friday's gross at $11 million. The movie cost $120 million to make, so so far it's grossed less than 10%. Uh, I think the rule is usually you want a film to gross over 50% of its cost on its opening weekend. Mm -hmm. It seems likely this movie is going to be a financial failure unless, I, I mean, I'm sure the foreign market will bump it up, but the question begs is, will this kill the planned, the already planned Fantastic Four sequel? And is there a chance that Fox will unload the rights to Fantastic Four? Could be. I think, I think my friend Paul Brooks predicted it the best when he said, I can't, I can't wait for the 2019 remake of Fantastic Four. Did you, did you see that their director, uh, Josh Trank, like, tweeted out that he was like, super disappointed in, like, in a way yes. and then he deleted said, it? He said that supposedly he had a cut of the movie, which was perfect and would have gotten rave reviews, but you'll never see it. And to that I say, bullshit, this guy didn't have anything. Now he's pretty much shot himself in the foot. I, I yeah. can't imagine 20th Century Fox will ever employ him again to make another movie. Did you see that um, interview they had? Uh, there was like a, an interview with, like, I think they were just morning show DJs were interviewing the cast of Fantastic Four oh, no. about the film. And it was, you got to look it up. It's fantastic. In it, like the guy um, first just starts, his opening question is like, how can you be brother and sister if you're white and black? And I'm like, okay, I see that you wanted to like follow this thought somewhere. Maybe not your first question. <laughs> I mean, I may not phrase that way. Like maybe just like ask more about their backstory. Are you step? Are you step? Step? You know, siblings. Step, step, or you, yeah, step siblings. Adoption. Uh, any number of reasons. And any number of the reasons. Just ask like about the backstory. Not just go, what the hell? And then he started like complaining about to Kate Mara about her haircut and was like, "Why'd you cut your hair? You were so pretty before you cut your hair." It sounded like a dude in like a bar. Well, and she and, looks good with that haircut. And he wouldn't drop it for like multiple questions. And well, uh, I would have just gotten up and left if I was her. And, and finally, he wrapped it up by saying. Someone, uh, one of the other cast members asked, is, it, is that weirding you out that he's doing that? <laughs> Kate Mara said, it is creeping me out, the whole hair thing. And he responded, don't worry about it, I'm a toe guy, and your toes are fine. <laughs> she happened to be wearing open toe sandals, uh, a, a decision I think she'll never make again. Yeah, <laughs> and I assume next time she shows up at a radio show, she'll bring a gun. She's wearing rain boots and <laughs> carrying a gun. God damn it. Wow, I hope that guy, yeah, oh, that God. sounds... Atrocious. Spectacular. To me, though, whenever I see her, I know she's done tons of stuff, but all I can ever think of her in is Shooter, where she does, where she was also trained by the same vocal person to do a southern accent, which is only there for, like, the first five lines she says and then goes away. Well, I, I, there was only one other thing we were going to bring up. Uh, the Deadpool trailer has been officially released. It's pretty much the same trailer as before. Not much new to add. I still have the same problem that I think the comedians in it a.k.a. T.J. Miller, are funnier than Deadpool, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, Although, I mean, I a trailer for this kind of movie is hard to judge. Because yeah, totally. One thing that does kind of almost make me... I, I, the thing I'm worried about is usually in comedies, they find some of the funniest moments and put them in the trailer, which is clearly the T.J. Miller your face looks like, which I assume won't even actually be in the movie because that usually happens with those sort of scenes. <laughs> it sure does. Uh, but hopefully... The other jokes, they it just seemed like they just wanted to put in stuff where he was using the F so that people would be like, uh, uh, it's R-rated. That's what you wanted, right? Yeah, I also, it makes like a Rosie O'Donnell joke, and I'm... <laughs> yes, less angry Rosie O'Donnell. It seemed forced, non-topical, and not accurate, because the person he was talking to didn't resemble Rosie O'Donnell in any way. 
bizarre choice. My my general concern is that Deadpool was a a, a parody of sort of the grimdark comics in the 90s and then has since gotten some more origin and more story-like depth to him in the process. But he's never really been fully fleshed out. He's never really been wrapped up in larger, you know, arcing story. I don't know if two hours of that is going to work, but I I don't know. I mean, there could be good writers behind it, good comedians behind it. It it could really come together. So I'll have to see. Uh, speaking of the Deadpool trailer, we're going to go to our comments section. One of the comments we got was shocked that I could so easily recognize TJ Miller, <laughs> but did not recognize Jeremy Irons as Alfred in the Batman trailer. An Academy you Award winner, Jeremy heathen. Irons. You yes. heathen. And I, I feel a little bad about that, guys. Way to shoot your nerd cred in the foot, like, is moment it, one. He hasn't been, other than this, he's never been in a, a comic yeah, book. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just thing. looking for an excuse to yell at you, folks. It's going to happen fine. a lot. It's, oh, it's definitely going to happen. We received a couple of comments. Our friend uh, Ryan Schulte left some comments in which he talked about how funny Ben was. So, fuck uh-huh. you, Ryan. That all checks out, yep. We're, you're dead to me now. Uh-huh. You yep. were going to be a guest, but guess what? Now you're never <laughs> going to be a guest. Uh, he might be my guest. Nope, I'm gonna pick anybody but him. I'm gonna pick like the like I'm gonna get his dog on as a guest, but he's never <laughs> gonna come near it. Ooh, not a bad idea. Uh, thanks to everybody who listened. Thanks to people who left us comments or sent yeah. us messages. Uh, thanks a lot to to Mike Watson and the stuff for for giving us some plugs. Thanks to uh, Todd from Basement Fodder Podcast. They tweeted out links uh, to all my friends and to all our friends who tweeted out links or sent out messages on Facebook asking people to listen to the pod. We really appreciate it. Hopefully we live up to your expectations, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with X-Men and, you know, whatever movie we watch, watch it Watch it with us, you know. Go ahead and download it. If you own it on DVD, watch it. Make notes. Leave us comments. Tell us that you think our opinions are stupid. Uh, whatever. We'll, we'll It'll read. make us better. Yeah, Leave us comments if there's movies you want us to watch next, or just ask us random questions if you want, and we'll bring them up on these mini-episodes. You can, of course, leave these comments on our Facebook page. It is facebook.com slash naospod. That is also where we'll have the link to rent or buy X-Men on Amazon. You can follow us on Twitter at nasopod. Uh, Ben, where can they find you at if they want more of your supposedly great humor, according to the internet? Uh, I'm at the Disco Pony on Twitter. Um, that's pretty much about it. I have a site, therealbenchapman.com, if you want to see some of my articles and stuff I've written in the past. Um, yeah, that, that pretty much covers it. All right, uh, you can follow me. Uh, it's worthless to follow me on Twitter because the only thing I tweet is links to my Instagram. So if you want to follow me, follow me on Instagram. It's at its pogues. Uh, I do comic book art and girly art. It's not safe for work, probably. Uh, and I think that's it. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up? Nope. Uh, and to all of you that have actually listened to all of the plugs and haven't just closed the podcast by now, thanks. You're the real hero. You are. And we appreciate it because it's the same plugs because neither one of us are celebrities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should listen to this podcast I'm on. It's called Not Another Origin Story. It's real <laughs> good. You can find it. Oh, real quick, I will mention uh, if you're listening to this, we're available on SoundCloud. And we're now up on Stitcher and iTunes, so look for them then. And we'll see you in a week with X-Men and our first guest. Is that noise how you wanted to end a podcast?